Welcome everyone to episode 2 of the podcast, aka the Power of PlayStation Podcast. I'm your host, Next Gen Player, and I just want to thank you so much for listening. Now, to address the elephant in the room, why is it taking me so long to produce episode 2 of the podcast? Well, the truth is, is the last few weeks I've been so busy with the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X. I was very, 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 very thankful to receive demo units from playstation and microsoft so i've been busy testing out these new consoles the new lineup of games i've been playing so many games geez i've got so much to talk about here and i've also been producing a lot of content for our main podcast down to play so that's why it's taken me so long to produce episode two but you know what i'm back here at the podcast and you can expect a ton of reviews to come over the next few weeks i've been playing pretty much the entire launch lineup for the PlayStation 5. But for this episode, I wanted to dive in and let's review the PlayStation 5 console itself. There's just a lot to talk about here. Like, how do I even introduce a console as awesome and glorious as the PS5? Like, I have been waiting to get my hands on the PS5 ever since that Wired interview that happened. uh, It was in April of 2019. And that was, you know, that's when Sony, like, first teased that they're going to have a next-gen console and gave us the first details. So, really, it's been about a year and a half of just, like, insane anticipation. Every time Sony announced something new or that showcase event that happened in June, like, my excitement went through the roof. But, you know what? The PlayStation 5 is finally here. I have the PlayStation 5. I've been playing, you know... 20 30 40 50 hours of games like i just i've played so many games Uh, there's just so many good things to talk about here so before i even get into the the review itself though i just want to actually just just ask the question like does the ps5 even need to exist right now i mean the thing is is that like if you look at what sony has been doing for the whole year I mean, like, they could have easily squeezed another year out of the PlayStation 4. Sony is just at the top of their game. They are completely on fire right now. The last quarter, the total amount of PlayStation 4 consoles sold is 113.6 million. That was another 1.5 million in the last quarter. And, you know, like, it's it's the second best-selling home console of all time. The only console that has sold more... Then the PS4 is another Sony console, the PS2. So when you look at the launch, or sorry, if you look at the last year, Sony, they're firing on all cylinders here. They have produced some of their greatest content. They have Dreams from Media Molecule. There's Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch. You've got Naughty Dog with The Last of Us Part 2. And then you've got all of these partner titles that came out. Like you got, there's Iron Man VR. There's Koei Tecmo's Neo 2, Persona 5 Royal, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Like, this is just undeniably a stellar year for Sony and the PlayStation 4. And when you look at the titles that are releasing on PS4 coming up, like, you've got Miles Morales, you've got Sackboy, they've already announced Horizon. Like, Sony is just has such momentum. I personally think they could have wrote out another year on the PS4, and then delivered us the PS5 at some point next year, right? That's just my thoughts, because they're at the top of their game right now. But, you know, with all that said, I'm so glad that the PlayStation 5 is here. I love next gens. I love 
holding a next-gen console. I like playing a next-gen console. I like smelling a next-gen console. Like, it's just so much excitement here. So even though they could have wrote it out a little bit longer, I'm glad. Like, I've now boxed up my PlayStation 4 Pro. I put it away because pretty much every game that I have can play on the on the PlayStation 5, so there's no reason to have it. So I am, like, I am all about the PS5 and the next gen. So let's get into the actual review of the PlayStation 5. The first thing that I want to talk about is the futuristic look of this console. Now, I'll fully admit, I even sent out a tweet, this was, I think, back in, in June or so when they first uh, revealed the PlayStation 5. I wasn't completely sold on this new look, this new sort of like dual tone, half black, half white, looked gargantuan. Um, it has like these like, you know, fins that come out the top, almost like uh like a shirt collar. Uh and it yeah, I mean it it just it just didn't look like anything that Sony's released before. They've usually had just sort of like traditional rectangular thin flat consoles and to have this this like gargantuan tower of power. Yeah, it looked a little strange at first. But you know what? Like definitely the more I've seen the PS5 it is absolutely growing on me, and now that I've actually have the PS5 and I see it, I've got it in my hands, I've got it on my entertainment unit, like, this thing just looks impressive. Like, it is, it captures the attention of the room, right? Like, when you walk in and you see somebody with a PS5, you're gonna be, like, you're gonna be looking at that PS5 because it's just so unique, it's so and the thing is too is like once you actually plug in the PS5 it gets even more impressive because the middle uh, black section of the console has LED lights on it so there's actually a glowing effect that happens right I mean it's there was a glowing effect uh, effect on the PS4 but they've now like sort of like reintroduced it and and made it even better I thought on the PS5 so the lights actually reflect off of those fins so it gives you sort of this like like neony glowing vibe to it, which just it just looks amazing. Like sometimes I, I I'm usually the type that just tucks away my consoles into my entertainment unit. I mean, it, they're just sort of like functional things. I, I don't really keep them out as like, you know, like a stylistic choice where I just want everyone to see my console. But for the PS5, I mean... I am not putting that into my entertainment unit. I am putting it right on the top, partially because it's huge too, right? It's hard to actually fit in the, in the unit, but hey, I could have if I wanted to. But the main thing is I just, I wanted to show off the PlayStation 5 because it is for sure, I would say the best looking Sony console and probably the best looking console I've ever laid my eyes on. So from a purely aesthetic perspective, like Sony has just nailed it with the PS5. All right, now I want to talk about the PS5 user interface. So Sony had that presentation about a month ago where they, they finally gave us the, the dive into the user interface. And I could tell right away, like, you know, they, this is like, they've rebuilt this from scratch. It is a completely new inter user interface. Um, that's in stark contrast to Microsoft because Microsoft rolled out an update for the Xbox One user interface a few months ago and I have the Xbox Series X and I played it and it appears to be the exact same user interface. So Microsoft is looking for more like a smooth transition. So if you're if you're an Xbox One player and you know you're used to that user interface, 
when you dive into the Series X, you're going to have like pretty much the exact same experience. You can, you can sort of pick up where you, you left off. But PlayStation 5, like they've redone everything. So you have to like, you have to sort of like refigure out where is this? Where is that? Like, but it's cool. Like it's just, it's fun and fun and neat to figure out where everything is figure out all these new features that they've added. And the one thing that, that you'll notice right away is that you've got that bar that shows all of the games that you've recently played or recently downloaded. But now it's it's in the top third. It's like it's a lot smaller than what it was on the PlayStation 4. And what's really cool is when you highlight a game, it'll now show like this awesome, like super slick, super large artwork in the lower two thirds of your screen, right? So it, this user interface has been completely designed for 4K displays. I mean, obviously it's still gonna look nice on 1080Ps, but like you could just absolutely tell like this this has been designed for like bright, beautiful 4K TVs. And I've got a, a Samsung 4K TV and it just like, it, it looks stunning. On PS4, I, I was always switching through different themes. But on, on PS5, I mean, I, I guess when they have them out, I'm going to start installing them. But there's not even really a need to, I find, because pretty much, like, every time I switch to a new game on my, on my game bar there, the whole, my, the whole screen changes to this nice, like, beautiful artwork. It could be, like, you know, a big, cool photo of Sackboy, or it could be, like, a nice close-up of Miles Morales. And, yeah, like, it just looks really nice. It really pops. Now, another huge improvement with the user interface is the PlayStation 5 has a native PlayStation Store integrated right into the experience. So unlike the PlayStation 4, where essentially you had to load what was basically like an app, and then it would take a few seconds to load the PlayStation Store, and it just seemed like it would take a couple of seconds to move between spots in the PlayStation Store... On PS5, the PlayStation Store is just natively there. Like you can, it's right on the on the main bar. You can just scroll right down and immediately start checking out games. I was like, just I was browsing games. I was looking at, at like reading descriptions and just checking out a whole bunch of the of the titles. And everything just happens so quick. It's just natively in the UI. So. Yeah, you're gonna save a lot of time shopping. You're not gonna have you know the frustrations of the the you know the PlayStation Store would sometimes not load or be down for a little while. I think those days are over because I mean it's pretty much it's right there, right? So that is a major improvement. Now, some other improvements that I I saw in the user interface is if you click on your user profile, you can now see a list of the games that you played and how many hours you've sunk into them. So for me, as a, a guy who plays a lot on PlayStation, I was, I guess for some of them, I was a little surprised, but other ones I was like, okay, this, this makes sense. Uh, like I now know, for example, I, I spent about 43 hours on my playthrough of Final Fantasy VII Remake. Neo 2, I spent 154 hours playing, so I, I was just absolutely addicted to that game. I'm still playing Neo 2, so that's why that, that counter keeps on going up. Apex Legends, I played 769 hours, like... I knew I played that game a lot. I didn't realize it was that much. I didn't realize I was like such a battle royale freak. But yeah, I looked even even for Fortnite. I was it was like some like 506 hours that I played on that one. So, but Death Stranding, 56 hours I played that game. They were 56 awesome, amazing hours. So yeah, it's really cool to actually have a chance to to see how long you played games. It's just really interesting. I've always wanted PlayStation to keep track of it and and tell me how long I played. 
other consoles have that when I'm looking on Nintendo Switch. Uh, I, you know, it, it tells me how many hours I played the game. So it's cool that now PlayStation finally has that as well. One other great improvement is when you click on your trophies, it now shows your trophy progression. So I know Xbox has had that for a long time. So finally, PlayStation has it. Like, for example, when I was playing Astro's Playground, I could see that I've collected 36 of 46 artifacts. And it actually tells me that I'm 78% to getting that trophy. So it's just a, it's such a nice feature. It just lets you know how close you are to getting the trophies. Like sometimes I might not have a lot of time if I've got half an hour, or, you know, 40 minutes here. Like I might want to look at my trophies and just say like, okay, I'm, I'm at like, you know, 85% for that trophy. Let's see if I can get that one today. Right. So there, there's that where it's like helps you, you know, pick and choose what trophies you want to, you want to get, but it's also pretty motivating to see the percentages go up. Like as I'm completing games and I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Like, now I'm at 60% of that collectible or 70% of that collectible, right? It's just really good. So I'm glad that they had that. Looking again at your profile, there is a whole bunch of new avatars that are on the PS5. I think pretty much the entire PS4 avatar list is, is still there. I know the one that I chose for PS4 is still my avatar in PS5. So I think they're all there. But now you've got new ones like... Most of the, the launch titles and sort of like the launch window titles have avatars. So you've got uh, avatars for Miles Morales, Returnal, Astrobot, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Demon Souls, and a bunch of other ones that just, you know, that you can really show off your excitement for the PS5's launch window titles. Another element that I noticed on the your profile is accolades. So I don't think these were on PS4. If they were, I, I just never really paid attention to them. But it looks like when you're online on PS5, you can now rate other players as being helpful, welcoming, or good sport. And so the, in the accolades section on your profile, it'll show you like a running total of how many of these accolades that you've got. So if you're like consistently a good sport, you could have, you know, dozens or hundreds of, of these good sports accolades. And they also said that you can only give one accolade per match that you play online. You can't give accolades to your friends, which I guess makes sense because you could just sort of like spam the accolades doing it that way. And you can only give one accolade to a player every 12 hours. So I'm really excited about that. I mean, it seems really interesting. I I think I'm pretty helpful or I'm, I'm welcoming or think I'm a good sport when I play online. But uh, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see if other players rate me as that or, you know, or how they rate me. So I'm really Looking forward to checking that out. There are actually a few elements of the user interface that I didn't like. Some of it were features that were on the PS4 user interface that I don't think are on the PS5, or at least I can't find them. For example, there's no folders, so you can't put your games into folders. I did that on PS4. I would have a list of like, here's my Sony Interactive games, here's my sports titles, here's my RPGs. I'd have them all in different folders. It doesn't look like that you can do that yet on the PS5. I'm going to hope that it's going to be something that's going to come in the future. I mean, Sony is uh, is well known for developing their UIs and just expanding and improving upon it over time. So hopefully they're going to have that soon. But as of right now, to start, there are no folders. The other thing that I noticed is I can't seem to find a, a web browser. I, was, I know I was reading online. It seems like Sony made a statement about how 
they don't intend to put a web browser on the PS5. Kind of a strange thing to not include. I mean, I didn't use it too much on my PS4 when I'm when I was just thinking back to it, but you know, every now and again, I might call up a website or call up YouTube or whatever and just, you know, check out content through the, the web browser. So, yeah, it is kind of a strange omission, but hopefully they're going to change their mind on that and, and get that rolled out. One other thing that I noticed is that on the PS4, it'll show me my trophy level progression. So it'll show me how close I am to the next level. As of right now on PS5, I don't see that. Like, it tells me what my trophy level is. It tells me how many trophies I have, right? My Platinums, Gold, Silvers, and Bronze, but I can't see how close I am to the next level. So yeah, it's a little strange. You figure they just have to put like a little bar underneath that just says you're like, you know, you're 20% of the way or whatever. But um, yeah, as of right now, it's not on the PS5. One other thing that I noticed is that you can't select 1440p resolution. That might come to a surprise for some players, especially PC players that tend to have monitors that are 1440p. I checked and it looks like you can select 720p, 1080i, 1080p, 2160p, aka 4K, but that's it. So yeah, you know, I, I, it's fine for me because I use 2160p, but I'm hoping that they're going to add that 1440p resolution as well. Moving on, so I want to talk about the storage. So the storage on the, the PlayStation 5, it has 667.2 gigabytes of free space. That's not a lot. I was hoping that it would come with, say, like a two terabyte, but I totally get why it doesn't because it's really costly memory. So, of course, they want to get the cost down. But I've already maxed out my PS5. I've downloaded 21 games on it. Majority of the games are PS5 titles, although a few of them are PS4 games that I downloaded, like Days Gone or uh, Uncharted 4. I just downloaded a few just to see how they would run. But yeah, the majority is PS5. And so... Yeah, you're looking at like around like I would say 15 to 25 games depending on the size and that's about it. And right now you can't expand the SSD. So basically for me, I'm already at the point where every game that I download on my PlayStation 5, I've got to figure out what I'm going to delete. So 20 games is uh, is pretty small. It's definitely disappointing, but the good news is that it is SSD memory. And from what I played so far, it's like incredibly fast, right? I mean, like Sony has just been, been touting this like, you know, hyper fast SSD. And as someone now who's played most of the launch lineup for the PlayStation 5, I can say like, absolutely, it, it is lightning fast. I mean, when I'm playing Spider-Man Miles Morales and I do fast travel, it takes me just seconds. Like sometimes I feel like it's just maybe two or three seconds. It just kind of like flashes and I, I, I'm in the, my new spot, right? So it's just wild how fast things load on the PS5. So although the storage amount is low, hey, at least uh, I don't have to wait a minute, two minutes, three minutes at a time between fast travels and loading games. So that loading screens are a thing of the past. Yeah, another thing that's disappointing with the PS5 is it doesn't have quick resume. I have Xbox Series X and you can suspend multiple games and you can go back to those games and you can load exactly where you were when you left off. On PS5, it's the exact same as PS4. So on PS4, like, you can play a game, you can suspend your console, and then you can boot your console back up, and you can immediately get back into that one game. 
but it is just that one game. If you try to switch games on PS4, you got to close the game that you're currently playing and that, you know, essentially loses your quick resume spot on it, right? So, and it's the exact same thing on the PS5. So I can hibernate my console when I turn it back on again the next day, I can get back into the game that I was playing, but it's just that one game. So yeah, it's kind of disappointing. I'm hoping that they can add the quick resume because it's definitely a welcome feature. I tend to play a few games at once. I'm not the type that just sort of like plays one game for days or weeks on end. I don't touch anything else. And then I play the next one after that. That's just not how I game. I, I tend to like whatever my mood is. I, if I'm in a mood for a fighting game or a racing game or whatever my mood is, that's the game that I'm going to play, right? So the next part that I want to talk about is the PlayStation 5 cards. So this was also shown in the user interface video that Sony released, but now that I've had a chance to use it, I think it's just really cool. Although PS5 doesn't have quick resume, the card feature is actually really nice. So you can actually load a game and then when you hit the PlayStation button, it'll show you a bunch of different cards and the cards might suggest like specific levels to play, specific challenges for you to take on or specific trophies for you to get and by selecting the card it'll immediately jump you to that spot in the game so it is like a quick resume but it's it's a quick resume to specific spots within the game right so when you're playing a game and if you if you just want to like you know go from like where you are to a, another specific spot in the game you could just call open the card and get there really fast so it is actually a really neat feature i i do like the fact that they sort of suggest things like you know take on this challenge so that's actually really neat so yeah yeah although again they don't have the quick resume this at least it lets you get to various spots in your games faster than you normally would right so definitely appreciated i should also mention too that on the ps5 interface there is this thing called the switcher and it appears to almost be a quick resume where where it shows you the last few games that you've played and lets you quickly switch between them However, right now, the current functionality is when you click on one of the other games on the switcher tab, it'll close the game that you're currently playing and go into your other game. It's basically just like going back to the home screen and selecting your game, only it's a little bit faster. So I'm really hoping that this is just sort of like a tease and that they're eventually going like to expand on the switcher and make it into a quick resume where I can just, you know, instantly switch between my games. But as of right now, that's the current functionality. All right, I also wanted to talk about the create button and the sharing. Sharing is one of my favorite things on PlayStation 4. Anyone who follows me on my Twitter handle will notice that I'm always doing PS4 sharing of every game. I'm really, really, really excited that sharing is back on the PlayStation 5. The new create button, you can actually customize it just like you can the share button on the PS4. So you can actually like on PS4, you could select it so that one tap of the share button will take a screenshot, holding it will take a video. Like you can do customization like that as well on the PS5. Once you actually capture some footage, you've got a choice between video or photos. If you're doing a, a video capture, you can do a fast capture, which is either 15 or 30 seconds, or you can do the last five minutes, or you can record a longer clip up to the last hour of your gameplay. So that's great. Like if you want to do sort of like let's play or capture content for YouTube, you can definitely have longer captures on the PS5. Now, as far as editing goes, you can trim the videos just like the PS4. You can also select the cover image, which I think is new. I didn't see that on the on the PS4. So this is awesome. So you can basically like you can preview your video and then you can select a thumbnail that you want to have as your cover image on your video. So that's really cool. I'm definitely going to be sharing a lot more videos on Twitter and I can actually make sure that the thumbnail is like the coolest spot of that video. 
So moving on to photo editing, you can now zoom and you can rotate the images. So you, if there's like specific spots on the photo that you want to highlight, like maybe there's something in the background or like a character that's behind you that you really want to focus in on, you can zoom in, just share that. You can crop that and, and, and get that uh, shared out. You can also easily add text overlays now to personalize your photos. You can select the text alignment from left to right to center, and you have nine different colors that you can choose for your text, like uh, red, purple, yellow, blue, and so on. You can also uh, change the font scale so you can have the, the font size like super small or, or super big. You can pick the exact spot on the photo that you want to position your text. And I just found it like really fun and really easy. So yeah, I can't wait to see people writing their own personalized messages on their PS5 photos and getting those shared out. But the one thing that I want to say to you is that I did actually really enjoy the new Create Suite that they have. I appreciate all these new ways that I can edit my photos and videos, but I really did think that it was going to be a little bit more. Like I thought when Sony first announced that they're going to have a Create button, I thought that they would have this like whole Create Suite that would allow me to do things like maybe add funny stamps or add cool borders or put like text uh, drop shadows or create photo collages, stuff like that. It doesn't seem like you can do that. There's going to be updates, I, I assume, to come. And even at launch, I think there's supposed to be an update. So maybe that's going to add some of that functionality. But it's definitely expanded for the PlayStation 4. But it's still, in my opinion, a little bit limited. All right, before I wrap up my PlayStation 5 review, I just wanted to touch upon what is probably the most important element, which is, of course, the games. I just want to just say that most of the games I can talk about now there are still a few games that are under embargo, so I'm going to have to wait until those embargoes are up before I can talk about them. But like I said, the majority of them I can right now. And just as a general statement, I just want to say that I am really impressed with Sony's launch lineup. They've got games like Astro's Playground, which is just such a fun, exciting like great game to play. I liked Astro on PSVR, so he is like the new mascot for Sony, and I'm so happy about that. But I, what I really like about this game is it's a total showcase for the DualSense controller. Like, it, you've got the haptic feedback, you've got the adaptive triggers, you've got the controller microphone, the touchscreen, the gyro motion controls. Like, this game really demonstrates all of that. And in particular, the adaptive triggers and the haptic feedback. I cannot wait for everyone to get their hands on this DualSense. It is like, it is absolutely wild. You can feel the difference between being in a light rain or a heavy downpour. You can feel the drops of water on your hands. If I'm Astro and I'm walking on gravel versus grass versus rocky terrain, I can tell. Like you can feel it through the controllers with the haptic feedback. Sony has absolutely created a next-gen console but they've also created a next-gen controller. Like, this is the next level. I absolutely can see competitors like Microsoft and, and maybe even Nintendo taking some of these features and, uh, and putting those into their next console iteration. It's so amazing that for the third-party titles that I'm going to get, if they have compatibility with the haptic feedback and the adaptive triggers, that's a reason why I'd want to get those games. Like, it totally immerses you into the experience, and even though the resolution or the frame rate might be better on Series X, I'd much rather have that immersion with the controller. So, yeah, it's totally next-gen, and absolutely impressive. The other thing that I like about Astro's Playground is it is like a total celebration of PlayStation's legacy 
from the PS1 all the way to the PS5. Like, I won't spoil the surprises, but I will say that it is the ultimate walk down memory lane. If you've been a PlayStation fan for a while, like, you're gonna just love the little Easter eggs in this game. Looking at uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales, like I already mentioned about the fast travel and the amazing SSD, but it's also a showcase of PlayStation 5's visuals, in particular, the lighting and the ray tracing like when you're just swinging through new york city you can see spider-man's reflections on the buildings like when you're down on the ground you can just you can see reflections everywhere from all the store window shops and it looks awesome and when you climb up the tallest towers and just look out like everything just looks crisp and clean right like the days of seeing like foggy background because the console can't render it all those days are over. Like you can just sort of like, you can see all of New York up there and, and it's just so impressive. So yeah, definitely just stay tuned because I'm going to have a full review of Miles Morales soon. I've almost completed the game, but not quite yet. Other games that I played through are Bug Snacks and Godfall. Both of them are impressive in their own ways. Like Bug Snacks is definitely for Pokemon Snap fans. Like you have to go around and snap photos of all these funny like half bug and half snack creatures. But it's also a, a puzzle game too, because all the creatures you have to capture, but you have to figure out how to capture them. So there's like unique and funny ways that you have to capture them. And then looking at Godfall is for sure the most graphically impressive next-gen title that I've seen. It just looks amazing. Like the landscapes are just filled with these like bright gold and platinum buildings. Combat is just like, it's so grounded and visceral. Like, yeah, it just looks and, and feels great. That game I'm only a few hours into though, so... I'll see. Like, I'm still playing through. I'm going to have a review in the next few days. So stay tuned for that. But overall, I just have to say that Sony's launch lineup just, it absolutely delivers. Like, it is a true and proper next-gen lineup of games. You've got great first-party games. You've got some amazing exclusive third-party games. Like, you've really got it all. If I compare that to, say, the Xbox Series X launch lineup, the Series X has improved versions of older titles like Forza Horizon 4 and Gears 5, but the remainder is mainly third-party multi-platform games like Assassin's Creed, Valhalla, Watchdog Legion, Yakuza Like a Dragon. I mean, like, all of these games are, are fun. Like, I'm playing them all, and they're all they're all excellent. But there's not one or two or three, like, big must-play exclusives or games that are exclusive to the Xbox platform on the Xbox Series X. I mean, like, I guess the only one really that I can think of is Gears Tactics. But, you know, it, like I said, in comparison to PS5, like, I'm playing Godfall and Bugsnacks and The Pathless and Miles Morales and Sackboy and Demon Souls, like... There's just so many games and just the launch lineup alone for PS5 is going to make PS5 fans happy for the next few months for sure until the next big titles roll out like Gran Turismo 7 and Rift Apart, Returnal and all that. All right, well, that about wraps up my PS5 review. If it's not abundantly clear, like I love the console. It's absolutely impressive from the futuristic design to the sleek new user interface, to the awesome new features on the DualSense controller, to that killer lineup of games. PS5 is the real deal. It's the real next gen. Like it is absolutely phenomenal and everyone who owns a PlayStation should without hesitation pick it up. Overall, 
I'm going to give the PlayStation 5 a very high score, 9 out of 10. So stay tuned right here on the podcast and on our main Down to Play podcast because I'm going to have a ton of game reviews coming up for the next few weeks. So I'm going to be looking at Astro's Playground, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Godfall, Demon Souls, Bug Snacks, Pathless, Yakuza, Assassin's Creed, Watch Dogs, like there's just so many. So definitely stay tuned. I've got a lot of content to come and I think it's going to be an exciting next few weeks. So while the PlayStation greatness never ends, episode two of the podcast unfortunately does. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at down to play cast and on my personal account, next gen player. For now, it's time to turn off my PS5 and feel the next-gen power of PlayStation. We'll see you next time.